Hello, 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 and welcome to Conversations with Ball Girl. I am your host, Lorraine Williams with BallGirlInc.com, your redefining beauty consultant. And this coming Sunday is Mother's Day. Yes, (laughs) it's the day that we salute those that gave us birth. You know, those who have nurtured us, who have loved us, who have been patient with us, who have given so much for us. Um, We salute them today. I actually salute all the mothers for their many sacrifices, the love and dedication that they've given to their families and their children, in some instances to other people's children. Um, I just want to salute you today. I, you know, I also also want to salute those who didn't actually give birth, but assumed the role and stood in the gap. Um, I salute you today. And I want to pray for those. um, I am praying for those whose mothers have gone on. You know, uh, may their memories comfort you. May they feel you. May they encourage you. May their legacies live on. I'm keeping you guys in prayer. Um, And I also am keeping those in prayer whose relationships with their parents or their mothers are strained. I know this holiday could be a little bit difficult for some of you. And I just pray for forgiveness and restoration um, in those relationships. And, you know, for me, Mother's Day is a really special time of the year. I have a really good relationship with my mom now. (laughs) Um, Growing up as a little girl, it was good because, you know, I'm a little girl and well, most of most little girls, I don't want to say all, but most little girls look up to their moms and I did. Um, my mom is a little feisty thing. My mom is 4'11 and she's small, but she powerful and uh, <laughs> strong as crap. And, um, you know, it was at, when I went away to college, it just got it. It got a little strained when I came home and, you know, I had I was smelling myself and I had. Uh, you know, experienced a little bit of life and I just wanted to do things my way. And it just was a little strained. And after I had my daughter and moved out, I appreciated my mother so much more. My mom is so patient, um, but she is no nonsense. And growing up, she took no mess. You understand? Um, she came straight, no chaser. Um, she was a young mother with me and, um, she had a lot of energy, (laughs) a lot of energy and I didn't get away with nothing. You hear what I say? And, um, I just thought my mom was so hard and so difficult. And again, you know, once I had Kalia, I realized that, you know, she wasn't really hard just to be hard. She expected a lot out of me because, um, she wanted the best for me. And she loved me, you know what I mean? I just didn't understand that as a little girl. And as I get, as I got older and uh, as I continue to grow and watch my children grow, I appreciate my mother even the more. Um, I remember growing up, uh, my mom was just so open about everything, you know, um, about menstrual cycles, about boys, about sex. She just told me everything, you know, at an early age. She didn't, she said she didn't want me to be caught off guard when she was growing up. Her mom didn't share a lot of those things with her, uh, growing up during, um, 
the 50s and 60s, they didn't talk, tell their kids about certain things. And my mom was like, she wasn't going to have me be ignorant. She was going to let me know up front. And some things I was like, do I need to know this like right now? <laughs> but she just was like, I don't want you to be ignorant. I want you to know what's coming. I want you to know certain things. And I'm so appreciative to it because it helped me a lot with my own kids. Um, but uh, my mom was, because she was so open and upfront, she just didn't tolerate certain things from us. She had certain expectations, especially of me. I'm the oldest of four and my close, closest sibling is five years um, under me, my brother. And so I, <laughs> you know, uh, I remember one time watching the Brady Bunch and I, I always tell the story about my mom because it, it's, it's funny now, but it wasn't funny then. And I was growing up and I loved watching the Brady Bunch and Marsha Brady, I always say got me in trouble. I remember one time Marsha had, uh, her mom, said something to Marsha and Marsha was upset. Her mom didn't let her do something. I can't remember what it was. And anyway, Marsha Brady, uh, stormed away from her mom and stomped up the steps and slammed her bedroom door and sat in her room and pouted. And her mom came up and she, you know, Marsha, you know, let me just explain to you why I said what I said. You know, she was very patient and she just was, you know, giving her, all this explanation of why she was in trouble and why she couldn't do something, whatever she wanted to do. And so I thought that was like amazing. And I was like, let me try this. So the next time, you know, I got in trouble and my mom said whatever, told me I couldn't do something or couldn't have something. I decided to try the Marsha Brady way of handling my mother wrong. So I stomped up the steps, went to my bedroom and slammed the door. Boom! Slammed it. As soon, let me just tell you, as soon as that door slammed shut, it opened. And my mom and all her four foot 11 glory was coming in the bedroom on me, throwing blows. Boom, boom, boom. Now listen. This was like 1970-something, so don't send me no emails. Don't come talking about, oh, she shouldn't have did that. Mm -mm. That's how it was handled back in the day. I know it's 2019, and that's not how y'all handle y'all kids, but that might be why some of y'all kids handling y'all, but that's another story. But anyway, so <laughs> she came in there. She set me straight. You hear what I say? And then she left me to, you know, compose myself. And then she called me downstairs to eat dinner. And she was like, listen, that's not how we do. And in my brain, I'm like, well, how did Marsha Brady get away with it? But I didn't live in Marsha Brady. And this was reality. And in my mom's house, she did what she said. And it wasn't all this questioning. Um, <laughs> wasn't all this questioning her. And I'm just like, I always remember this story because it made me respect her even more like if she said no she meant no and this is how she ran her house and don't be trying stuff on tv and it's funny now but it was so not funny then and you, you know as much as my mom wrote or uh kept us in line and uh we was she just kept a straight ship like it wasn't all this back and forth with my mom but my mom allowed us to have so much fun we had so much fun Fun. I have so many memories of, you know, her doing stuff with us and playing with us and allowing us to be creative and tear up, tear, when I say tear up, tear up like her living room and let us be creative and making things and just 
doing all kinds of crazy stuff um, with my mom and her making all these kind of sacrifices just so we could have things. And yes, my dad was my dad was always at work. So my mom, you know, she just she loved having us at home. She didn't have us. Um, you know, going to people's houses. She didn't go out, you know, they didn't go out a lot. And if we did, if they did go out, we was with uh, my grandma. And that was very, that was not often at all. And she just loved us so very, very much. And so um, I remember one time um, we almost lost my mom. And every Mother's Day, I this, this, this memory always comes to mind for me because um, we almost lost her when I was eight years old. We were in a terrible, terrible car accident and, um, not far from home. We were around the corner. Um, this particular night, my cousin, younger cousin had spent the night and we were taking him home. My mother uh, in the car was my mother, my brother, my sister and my cousin and we're all in my mom's mustang she had a two-door mustang i will never forget it um blue and so normally i ride in the front seat with my mom because i was the oldest um this particular day of course my brother wants to show off on my cousin and he jumps in the front seat and i don't know why but for some reason i did not argue with him and so, cause normally that's a fight. That's my seat. You know, that's my seat. But at this particular day, I didn't do it. I sat behind my mom and, um, I remember us getting in the car and we turned this particular corner. And when we turned this particular corner, the car took off and my mom was going much faster than she normally would go. And I remember, um, back then we didn't wear seatbelts, um, we didn't. And so I remember sitting up and pulling up behind my mom to her left ear and um, close to the window and asking her why she was driving so fast. And I remember kind of whispering it, not talking loud. Um, and my mom said, um, I don't have control of the car. And so at that moment, you know, I don't, you know, I asked my brother, I said to him rather, I need you to come and get in the back with us. Ordinarily, that would have been the argument between the two of the two of us, but my brother just did it. He came and got in the back with the, uh, with the, with me and my cousin and my sister. And I want to say within seconds after him coming to the back seat of the car, there was a big boom. And, and when you're in an accident, I don't know if you've ever been in an accident. It seems like it's in slow motion, but this seemed like it was going on for at least five minutes, but I know it probably was only about 10 seconds. There was a loud boom. And then it seems like we are in slow motion moving in the air because the car had gone up and then we're spinning. And all of a sudden there's another boom and then there's a hard crash, right? And um, at the second crash or boom, I should say, everything is silent and still, and now we are present time, if that makes sense. And so, um, my brother again is five years younger than me. My sister is seven years old, younger than me. And so is my cousin. So once we hear the, once the last boom hits, all three of them are crying and 
I can't really see much of anything because the back seat is now over us, covering us or whatever. And I, so I can't really see, I can't really see what's going on. It's daytime, but I can't see. There are peaks of light kind of shining in, but I'm trying to get this car seat off of us because again, they're crying and I hear nothing from my mother. There is an eerie silence because I can't hear her. I hear them, but there is still silence. And so I managed to get the seat from up, excuse me, up over us. I'm calling my mom, but she is not answering. So I'm, I, at which point I am beginning to panic. Um, I'm calling her and calling her. The kids are crying. It's just a lot going on. And my mom is ignored. She's what I thought was ignoring me. But when I look, when I finally am able to lift up, I see her uh, body, limpless body, laying across the front of the seat. So she's in the car, but she's between the front seat, the front driver's seat and the front passenger seat. Um, and we are in this confined space. The car is mangled and there is a, the back window to where we're sitting. It's a small window. If you know what a 5.0 Mustang looks like, you know, there's not a lot of space, but we're little. Um, so I begin to kick the window, what's left of the window out. And I'm able to get out and I'm able to pull my brother, sister, and cousin out. But my mom is still in the car. So of course, now people are running over to the car and they're asking us if we're okay. And all I can remember telling them is that my mother is still in the car and my mom is not responding. I'm like, my mom's in the car. She's not, she can't hear me. She can't hear me. And so... I don't know how long it took or whatever the case may be, but um, the paramedics come and they get her out the car and a neighbor pulls me uh, to tell me who should we call. And I call home. My dad's not home. I call my aunt who uh, my aunt, we were on her, our way to her house and I, I call her and I tell her um, we were in an accident and mommy's not talking. And uh it was just her sister. And, and so she's like, well, where are you? And we are around the corner and I could not for the life of me remember the name of the street. I had been on this street a thousand times. We've driven up and down the street, but with all the commotion going on, I couldn't remember. And I remember my cousin who we used to tease, who at the time is about, I can't remember if there are three or him and my sister are three, I believe. And he yells out the name of the street he could read. And so he yells out the name of the street. And um, I tell her, and she's like, I'm on my way. And um, she actually gets there before the ambulance gets there. And I don't know how that happens. But anyway, she gets there and um, they take my mom out and they put her in the ambulance. And then my aunt takes all of us to the hospital. So by the time we get to the hospital behind the ambulance, some kind of way she reached my dad and my grandma, and this is like really grave. And I can hear my mom They're They're taking all of us to get all of us checked out. By this time I can hear my mom. She's awake, but she's screaming and she's in excruciating pain. And, but she's yelling, where's my children? Where's my children? And, um, but I can't see her. So it's, it's even worse than seeing her not responding. And so, um, they run us out or whatever and they want to check us and I don't want to be checked, but I'm, I'm a kid. So they're forcing me to be checked and my dad comes and it's just crazy. So fast forward hours later, 
Um, my dad comes and um, they had taken us, taken us to my grandmother's house because they didn't want to leave the kids at home. My sister has on this neck brace and my brother, I, I remember, I skipped the part, my sister, um, they rolled her past me in the hospital in this huge crib. Um, <laughs> and uh, she has on this neck brace. I'm like, I don't really know what's going on. And so eventually we end up at my grandma's house. I don't really remember who took us, how we ended up there. But I remember my dad coming and my dad um, coming to talk to me and my brother and my sister are sleeping. And my dad comes and says to me, we are going to pray. And I'm like, okay, we've prayed. Um, you know, we always pray. We're kids. And you know how you tell your kids to pray before they go to bed. And so my dad has us, he says, we're going to pray for your mom. And he was like, I need to be honest with you. They're saying that she has to have surgery and she will either be paralyzed or she will die during the surgery. But, and I remember this just as clear as day. My dad says, but if we pray, she will live and she will be okay. And so I'm like, okay, let's pray. You know what I mean? And it was the first time that I can, that I remember praying. And I remember <laughs> feeling like I would be okay. Like there was so much faith in what I asked for. I believe that what my father said, and you know, it's so important with parents and children that when you tell your kids something that you tell them the truth, because my parents were ones that always told us the truth. Now, if they was lying, we ain't find out till we were adults. So it was already done, <coughs> excuse me. But my parents told us the truth. So my dad said, pray, and this is going to happen. I believed him. So I prayed in faith and I believed that she would be healed. And so the next day, um, and I went to sleep. And so the next day I got up and uh, my dad said, I remember my dad came back sometime that day and he was like, your mom is okay. What had happened was my mom broke her neck and they were doing some type of, um, trial at the time. Now, now in 2019, it's, it's not a big deal. You see people, uh, with these things on, but it was a cage and they put these screws in their foreheads and in the back of their head. And it's like a cage around their head. And it's a vest attached to their bodies. Um, and hers was huge. Now they're really small. These people go to work and they drive at the time. She couldn't do any of that. We had to be extremely careful, um, with her when she came home. Um, and I remember the day that my dad took us to the hospital to see her. She was in the hospital for three months. And I remember the day my dad took us to see her. She was able to get up out of the bed and we, we were outside of the hospital. We weren't allowed in. They didn't allow us in, but there was a big window in her room and she walked to the window and we saw her and we were so excited. And I remember being so thankful to God for listening to my prayer. And so every mother's day, like, yeah. Okay. So my mom, let me fast forward. <laughs> my mom is fine. Um, she made it out of there. She, of course she's alive. Um, she's not paralyzed. She's doing everything she did before the, the accident. Um, she's fine. She had a lot of, it was a long process, but she's great. She's fine. But every mother's day, I'm always grateful to God for my mother and so every mother's mother's day, we celebrate her. We celebrate her on her birthday. We celebrate her because we almost lost her. We're so grateful to God 
for hearing this child's prayer. Um, <laughs> and it's just, I know that was a lot, but I'm just so grateful. I, every Mother's Day, I'm just so grateful because I know there are so many people whose mothers aren't with us anymore. Um, there's so many people who don't have a great relationship with their mom, and that's just not my testimony. And I pray for them. Um, I pray again that they will have forgiveness and restoration for those who don't have a great relationship or strained relationship with their mother. And I also pray for those whose mothers have gone on. Um, and I just pray that you're comforted, comforting by the memories um, that you had with your mothers, that the legacies of their mothers will live on. So just want to encourage you today that if your mother is still living, that you love on her, um, that you tell her you love her and that you celebrate her um, this coming Mother's Day. If she's far and you can't get to her, make sure you call her, make sure you send her a card, make sure she feels um, the love, make sure she feels appreciated. And if, and if the relationship is strained, say a prayer for her. Um, if she's not, you know, just say a prayer for her. Pray that, um, pray that it's restored. Pray that there is an opportunity for restoration and forgiveness to take place. So if you're a mother, happy Mother's Day. I pray that your family celebrates you. Um, I pray that it's the best Mother's Day to date. Um, I pray that you enjoy your day. Celebrate your moms. Um, and that's all I got to say for today. Be great today, guys, because greatness resides on the inside of you. And until next time, I will talk to you soon. Thank you.